Hello, Legends. Before we get into the episode, I just want to quickly tell you about a brand new show that I have just released. It's called Crime at Bedtime. And as the name suggests, it's been designed with those in mind who like to go to sleep at night listening to a fascinating true crime story. We'll release a brand new episode every single Monday, but right now there is a stack of episodes for you to binge straight away. So go check it out. It's called Crime at Bedtime. It's available wherever you get your podcasts from. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, and welcome back to One Minute Remaining. My name is Jack Lawrence, the host and creator of this show. When I started OMR over 15 months ago, in episode one, I stated that I'm not here to prove anyone innocent or guilty. I'm merely here to allow men and women who are incarcerated the opportunity to tell their stories. That, of course, is still 100% the case. However, it is probably inevitable that this show would evolve over time. And there has been many cases that I've covered so far where I've found myself shocked frustrated, even at times angry by the obvious glaring issues in cases and in some respects, downright corruption that goes on in some of these situations. One case that has certainly affected me is that of the man from Country Michigan, a man who was convicted of the murder of Ronald Hauser in 2015. It's a crime he has always maintained his innocent of. Hello, this is a prepaid call from... Tony. A prisoner at the Michigan Department of Corrections, Maycomb Facility. This call is from a correctional facility and is subject to monitoring and recording. Here he is. Hello. What's going on? How are you, mate? What's happening? Not much. Not much. I'm good. It's been a while, buddy. It's been a while. What's, um, what's news? Uh, same old, same old? Or tell me what's uh, been happening. Uh, you know, I just make the best of every day see what the Lord has at hand for me to do. Do my best not to complain too much. You know, see the bright side of things. You know, everything happens for a reason. So I believe we're exactly where we are to learn a lesson or do some sort of good work that'll help us get us to our future. Yeah. You know, we got a date with destiny. You know, it's all about trials and tribulations and adversaries and you know seeing seeing how we 
handle the good with the bad. You know, a lot of people are good and everything's honky-dory when things are going well, but as soon as shit hits the fan and things start going bad and appeals get turned down or people stop sending them money or their girlfriend breaks up with them, you know, they, you know, tend to sometimes choose to go down the wrong path rather than realizing that it could be a test or it could be a, one door closing and another door opening, you know, to bring you into something better. So I'm trying to help people see that, you know, to, yeah. to be able to let go of the things of the old in the past and realize that when one door closes, another opens. You yeah. just got to be susceptible to it and stay, stay full of Thanksgiving. You know, we just had Thanksgiving. People like to make it a holiday, which is fun to get together with family and reminisce and tell everyone what they're thankful for. But we don't need to wait for a holiday to be thankful for the things that are in and around us every day. Very true. We can make every day a Thanksgiving day, you know, and people will start to realize it's much simpler than we make it. We make it harder than it has to be. What's been happening in the facility? Has it all been reasonably quiet? Because I know that one can get a bit crazy and lockdowns and all the rest of it. How's, how's it been going, you know, in that sense? Has it been reasonably peaceful? Uh, I think they announced earlier there was a fire in the administration building, so they evacuated that and blew the whistle. However, that could have been a, a drill. Who knows? But other than that, you know, there's an occasional fight. I think the officer got beat up not too long ago, uh, or assaulted, I should say, which that ain't never good. No. It ain't good for anyone to get assaulted. No, especially Uh, for everyone else around. Yeah. Do you, um... Yeah, they actually... Sorry, go on. Go ahead. And I was just going to ask if you, um, do you you bump into Temujin Kenzu much? Because I I believe he may have said hello to you at one point. Yeah, I've known him for years. I see him at night in the weight pit. He'll be leaving as I'm coming in there. He might hang out a little longer. You know, we've been, we spent most of the winters in the weight pit, kicking it and hanging out over the years. He knows his stuff, though. He does. I'll give him that. He knows his stuff. Yeah, he's all right, guy. And he, he got a good head on his shoulders. He's got a good heart. He'll he'll help anybody, you know. He'll give him advice, and he'll point him in the right direction, help him draft up anything that seems plausible. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's you in an even more crazy situation than you are with his particular case, and uh, even he, you know, he's struggling to, to get his situation looked at as well. So Michigan's a tough place, isn't it, Mr. Duke? Very. And then when you got extra lawsuits that you've been victorious with as he has, I believe that puts an even stronger damper on things. You think? Oh yeah. I know. I I got a buddy, the mother of his child was in the women's prison and was molested and had, was in a part of the lawsuit against the male officers that did crazy shakedowns to the females. And when she went back to prison she had an appeal because she was just a bystander for what he was in here for. And he took all the blame and everything. They actually told her, her attorney and the prosecuting attorney in the appeals court said, yeah, you got a good appeal. You also got this lawsuit. You got to pick. 
You want the appeal? Oh wow. You don't. You want the you want the lawsuit? Sign off on your appeal. Otherwise, you get that lawsuit. They're gonna make sure that you don't get an appeal, and you know you're gonna get flopped. They're gonna get everything they can out of you. That's terrible. She signed off on the she signed off on the appeal. Did her little five years. Got her money from the lawsuit and went home on her first out day. <clears throat> wow. So you gotta be careful on what it is type of paperwork you put in on the state of Michigan because they are the biggest gang in the state and they will scratch each other's backs no matter how high up the ladder it goes. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's been a while since Tony and I got a chance to catch up on the phone. And he's even a bit hit and miss these days with his messaging. Now, it's not because he doesn't want to talk. It's that he's hyper-focused on his new work within the prison walls. Those who have followed Tony's story will know that not long ago, he became an ordained minister. Tony has always had a strong faith, even since we began speaking. And that faith has only got stronger during his incarceration. You sound good. You know, it sounds like you're, uh, you know, you're positive as always. I mean, you're always a positive guy. Um, you know, so what's, what's your day-to-day look like there now with your, you know, your new duties as uh, a man who has uh, studied, become, you know, an important member of your church? 
So do you do a lot of, um, you know, sermons and stuff now in the prison? Do you run a lot of those religious stuff? No, not not so much as for the prison anymore. I, I was involved with that quite a bit. But uh, the Lord kind of steered me in another direction, started uh, paying attention to those who are lost or concerned. So I try to be the light that shines into the dark world of the one person rather than the 99 that is over there in the church. You know, I try to, I'm working behind the scenes and getting people motivated and excited, encouraging them to go to church. You know, ministry is not always about the work behind the pulpit as much as it is as fellowship and relationship with God and, and, and your work indeed and how you act, how you speak, how you move, your character. People are always watching. And one thing a man of God could do, and he doesn't even know or is unaware that somebody who is wanting to go to church and wanting to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior could see one wrong thing that they disagree with that the way this man or woman conducts themselves, and that could be what steers them away from Christianity. It's about being the salt of the earth, you know, the light of the world, and make, helping people grow in who they are in Christ and for Christ rather than going over there to the church. And A lot of people, I hate to say it, but a lot of people that are going over there, they're doing it for the wrong reasons. I was going to ask you that because, you know, there is obviously this thing that, you know, a lot of people find religion when they're in prison. And some people look at it very skeptically because, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I, you know, you went to prison and all of a sudden you found God and you're, you're now a good person. They're skeptical about why people are doing that. Do you, do, you, do you find there is a number of people incarcerated that, as you said, you know, become religious for the wrong reasons? Yeah, they're doing it as a look at me. That is a very big part of the reason why I've been separated from that. Sure. It's because of the individuals that, not all of them, but the individuals that are doing it for the wrong reasons, you know, it, it puts a, a damper on the Word of God. As I've mentioned in the past, I myself don't have any religious beliefs. I'm probably what you would call an atheist. However, I have no issue with anyone who has religious beliefs, as long as, of course, they're not doing anything to harm anyone under the umbrella of religion. In fact, I believe that religion for people such as Tony can be extremely positive and give them hope in an otherwise bleak situation. When Tony speaks with me about God and his beliefs, I have always just listened. But this time, because he seemed in good spirits and in the mood for conversation, I decided for the first time to broach the subject of my own beliefs when it comes to religion. Are you doing any other work, as in like prison work? Do you still work in the kitchen or anything at the moment, or are you just focused on the religious, your religious work? Uh, religion, my religion relationship with God is what I focus on the most. Yeah. I've been going out, working out in the morning, trying to hit the weight pit the most I can when they open it. Otherwise, doing some bar work. Afternoons, I'm on the bars. I'm ready going out to the weight pit in the evenings. Finally got back into doing the evening weight pit workout. And while I'm doing that, I'm in constant relationship and communion with God. And he'll draw people near to me to help discern something or give them a word or move me to go see someone or some 
Liverpool for people. You know, Tony, I don't think we've obviously ever spoken about my particular beliefs. Um, I mean, I, I don't share the same beliefs as you. I suppose I would be classified as what they would call an atheist. And, and I guess from my point of view, much like many people um, have the same argument that, you know, if there is this all-being, all-seeing, all-loving person, then why is there so much evil in the world? And that's that's where I struggle, I suppose, um, amongst other things, but, you know, that, that sort of, that one in particular. And, you know, especially someone in, in your position, you know, where you're incarcerated and, and you would see such horrendous things on basically a day-to-day basis, you know, it's... You know, right. And, you know, that's where it's always a, a, a battle between good and evil and a spiritual warfare. And you see so much negativity and evil going on is because the enemy's reign is getting close to an end. Interesting question for you. You know, there's plenty of people, obviously, with your beliefs that would believe that anyone who doesn't believe in God, such as myself. So let's look at myself. When, you know, when I pass away, hopefully that's a very long time from now, but when I do... You know, people would tell me that because I don't believe in God that I would go to hell. I don't find that, I don't get offended by that at all. But I mean, I'm just wondering, do, do you have that same belief? Do you think, you know, because I have, don't share those beliefs that I wouldn't be going to heaven, even though I'm a good guy and I'm, you know, I'm trying to help people because I don't believe in God that I might go to hell? You believe in something. You have just, one minute remaining. You're just un- unsure of it at the moment. You got plenty of days and years left. Somewhere inside of you believes there is something greater beyond that of what we live in than our current existence. Somewhere inside you believes there's something out there but past this. So there's something in you that believes of something greater. So in time, you will come to the revelation of where you either believe or not. Hopefully, you come to the right choosing. And, and if I don't, and I'm in that, trouble. You know, you might not be in as much trouble as you think, but you might be in more trouble than you think. I don't know. It's a very politician answer of you, Tony, that one. that's. For Thank sure. you for using oh, GTL. Bloody phone system. The good old DOC, always cutting in when we're having a good conversation. Tony would call me back. And our next conversation would take me completely by surprise. Tony has been waiting for a very long time to hear news about his most recent appeal that was placed with the Michigan court system. Now, as well as speaking with Tony, I also speak with his mother semi-regularly via WhatsApp, and she had not heard anything either, and we'd had no word from Tony. Until that was, I asked him about it. Thank you for using GTL. There he is. Hello. I'm back, I'm back. He's back, he's back, he's back. Mate, uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, your... I mean, I'm assuming you've heard no news on your appeal. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I heard some news. Oh, you did? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, they denied that uh, in August. Right. Okay. It's frustrating. August 8th, I think. Right, okay. So... Um, What's the plan from here? I just left it up to God. Right. I gave it to the Lord. I'm... <clears throat> let, him, let him handle it. We've got your paperwork with the Michigan Innocence Clinic. Are you still happy for them to look into it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I'm, I'm planning on speaking to the guy who runs that... Um, I think next week, so I will talk to him about uh, 
where they're at with looking at um, your... Because did you send them paperwork or did you send them what they needed? Yeah, I've returned um, what they asked me to fill out. I sent that back in, yeah. When it comes to appeals, so are you done now with when it comes to you putting any more appeals through yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done doing anything. Um, I could have went farther, but uh, no, I just I, I gave it up to God. So whoever he's going to set in motion to make it work, whether it be through the Innocence Project or another avenue, um, that's up to him. What about your, your mum? Have you spoken to your mum recently? Yeah, a little bit. I'm assuming she's she's aware of the, the news that you got about the appeal? <clears throat> you know, I don't even know. Right. Okay. I'm not sure. Fair enough. I haven't brought it up. I'm, I don't know if she ever asked. Maybe she's worried I about would, the answer. I, would, I, mean, I wasn't going to tell her. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, if she if she asks me, because she knows I'm talking to you, so if she asks me, I, I won't tell her, obviously. That's not my news to, to pass to her. Um, but... Uh, oh, you can tell her. You can tell her. That ain't, she'll be all right. As long as I'm all right, that's all that matters to her. This is true. She knows that I'm good. Yeah. She knows that I'm good. I'm in good hands. She knows... She knows something good's gonna come of all this. So I now had the unenviable task of telling Tony's mum the news. There was, of course, no way I was ever going to put this episode out unless I had first spoken to her. I'd like to premise this before I play it by saying that I do so with Tony's mum's blessing. In fact, I told her that I was not going to put this out at all, but she said it was fine. These are the moments and decisions that people everywhere go through all the time. And this show has become very much more than just the stories of the incarcerated, and in fact about the wider effects that incarceration has on families. So I messaged Tony's mum and asked if she had time to speak. She did, and I instantly felt sick. My brother, who's an ex-police officer, would often, in his job, have to deliver awful news to family members, and I always wondered how he did it, and I thought I could never do that. Of course, I'm not about to deliver news as bad as that which my brother might have delivered. However, I was about to tell a mother that her son's hopes at freedom had yet again been dashed. Hello. Hey, it's Jack. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right. What's been happening? I talk to Tony like two or three times a week. He's doing good. There's still no news at all. I spoke to him uh, yesterday, actually. Good. Yeah, he sounds in. He sounds. He sounds good, doesn't he? Yeah, he sounds in great spirits. (laughs) You know, I mean, he's obviously very dedicated to his uh, his cause in there, and um, it's keeping him positive. Um, But um, there has actually been news. Uh, on his um, oh. on his appeal, um, and it um, it got denied. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I sorry, I don't. Does he I, know it? He, yeah, yeah, because he told me yesterday, and I was like, well, we were just chit chatting and, and backward and forward, and and then I sort of broached it with him, and I said, so have we, so have, I'm guessing we still had no news, and he's like, oh no no, I know we I did get news. Um, it's been denied, um, and I obviously I didn't want to press the subject too much because I feel like he was 
I don't know, you know, it's a, obviously it's gut wrenching, but I think he's, you know, he's of the mindset that. When did he find out? He said he found out in August. You shouldn't. No, because I said, "Did your mum know then?" I don't think so. I was like, "Well," I said, "I, I certainly don't want to be the one to tell her." And he goes, oh, "That's okay. You can tell well, her." Well, Jack, you won the lottery on that one. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, I'm like shit because he's like because it's like oh well you can tell her and I was like well I I don't think it's really my place to do it he goes it's fine you can you can tell her it's okay so I just feel like he probably didn't want to to tell you and then you know because obviously it's a it's a hard kick in the teeth really yeah you think the attorney would you know relay some information the one who pays him well I can't believe it he's just the, the, the one who owes him <laughs> well, I, I know I can't believe I mean. It's obviously something he didn't want to... I don't think he wants to talk about, and which I completely understand. So I didn't really push push him on it. Um, I did say to him, so what's next? Uh, and, he, and he was just... He just said he would leave it on the, in the hands of God and, and that's it. He's, he said he's not going to be doing anything more to try and get out. So I, I told him that he might not be going to be doing anything to try and get out, but I certainly won't be giving up on him. Um, and uh, I've got... I'm well, gonna- in the innocence clinic or whatever they're called... Yes, well, I'm talking to the boss of that joint next week, so I'm going to be so I'm going to be asking him about Tony's situation and and see if they've had a chance to go over the information and the bits and pieces. Well, I'll have to tell you, fuck. Yeah. That kid's stronger than me. Well, look, I mean, I think he's, uh, I, you know, his his faith is super strong at the moment, which I think is fa- is brilliant because I think that's what he he needs, you know. Oh Jesus, yes. Um, because if he didn't have that, the poor poor bloke, I'm sure, would be in a worse situation than he is. But he, I mean, he's because when I was talking to him, like he was super upbeat, and you know, he's super like he's actually he was the most um because usually when i talk to him he's obviously very reserved and but this time he was very his he almost sounds like he was his communication skills and and his talking is you know a lot clearer and he's like really having a solid conversation you know and we spoke about religion and you know how long this kid this this year he has grown so much yeah he's he's doing what he needs to be doing (laughs) huge yeah. I, I've seen a huge difference. I mean, you listen back to the first episode that I had with him or the first recordings I've done with him to the one I had yesterday. I mean, honestly, like, it's incredible. Like, I've, it was the best I've heard him sounding, you know, which is why I was so even sh- more shocked when he told me that he'd heard back and it was it was denied. Well, you know, Tony studied the law library for over 10 years. Whatever he's doing, he'll keep it private so there's no disappointment. I have to let it go like he did. It's hard, though. Ah. Uh, It'll all work out. This I know. It'll all work out. You have one minute remaining. Now, as depressing and frustrating as the news so far has been, we are going to end with hope and some good news. As mentioned while I was talking with Tony and his mum... I recently caught up with Imran Saeed, who is the co-director for the Michigan Innocence Clinic, a man who has dedicated his life to helping those he believes has been wrongfully incarcerated, such as Temujin Kenzu and one of our latest stories, Stephen Lawrence. After speaking with Imran, he told me that he had reviewed Tony's situation and that they will be, starting this new year, taking on Tony's case. Now, this is by no means a guarantee that, of course, he will be freed. However, it does mean that he will not be fighting for his freedom alone. 
And to top off the good news, Tony himself recently sent me a message to tell me that also the Michigan Attorney General's Conviction Integrity Unit has also chosen to review his case in a new light. As always, we never want to get ahead of ourselves, but there's still hope for Minister Duke to be free one day. And we will be here when that day comes. Only you and me, kid. We're, we're all he has. He only talks to a few people and we're it. One Minute Remaining is a Mashed Pumpkin production, created, hosted and produced by Jack Lawrence. Audio and sound design by Jack Lawrence and Dom Evans of ESA. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs>